Welcome to Destination Vacaville, brought to you by Visit Vacaville, the city's official voice for tourism. I'm your host, Melissa Reeves. In every episode, I will introduce you to the people and places that make visiting Vacaville such a unique travel experience, like seasonal adventures, agricultural tourism, family activities, craft beer, culinary delights, wine country, and more. Subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Destination Vacaville, let's go. Hello, and welcome to Destination Vacaville. Today, I am so thrilled to have Brooke Fox, the Executive Director of the Downtown Vacaville Business Improvement District, here as our guest. Brooke, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Brooke and I are so thrilled to be sharing a bottle of wine together today. We've got a great GV Cellars, Rosé of Sangiovese that we are sharing, and it's delicious. Rosé all day. Love it. That's right. Cheers, Brooke. Cheers. Excellent. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Brooke, and about the Downtown Business Improvement District? Sure. I'm born and raised in Vacaville and actually, uh, you know, schooled at Vaca High, go Bulldogs, all that. And then I uh, ran screaming from Vacaville to go study music on the East Coast. Ended up spending 22 years away and then moved back to town about five years ago now when my husband and I decided we wanted to start a family. We thought that there would be really no better place for us since, you know, a lot of my family still lives here and it's such a great quality of life in Vacaville. We could be, you know, obviously close to the ocean, to the mountains, all the wonderful things. And so, yeah, so we moved back and shortly after moving back, the position came available for me to jump in and work as a downtown manager. I had a set of skills that I thought I could apply, you know, along with a deep love for Vacaville. So I jumped right in. And so at the Downtown Vacaville Business Improvement District, or Downtown Vacaville for short, what we do is we promote a economically diverse environment for over 600 businesses that call the district home. And so we're a Main Street program for those of you that are familiar with the Main Street approach. And so, you know, we have our um, core historic district on Main Street, Martian Street, those are made up of, you know, um, historic buildings. We have a Carnegie Library. We have a Depression-era post office, bank building, lots of really great, beautiful, old pieces of architecture that line our main street. And we also have a beautiful park that runs right in the middle of our downtown. So we have a lot of natural assets. So our goal here is to really capitalize on those natural assets, encourage business activity, promote our businesses, promote visitorship. So we do that by and large by planning special events. That's kind of like our, our, our main secret weapon in our toolbox. Well, we absolutely love at Visit Vacaville being able to partner with you in the Downtown Business Improvement District on your events and marketing the downtown. We are so lucky you and your team have built such a, a beautiful downtown and, and so vibrant. And I know that it's still very much a work in progress, like most downtowns, right? But I think you have done such an incredible job of really building on that vibrancy downtown. Clearly, this last year has not been easy for any business at all. And I know you said you have 600 businesses, more than 600 businesses in your downtown. Tell me how those businesses are faring. How have they done? How have they diversified their businesses during the pandemic and, and survived and weathered this really challenging time? Yeah, so we're really proud to say that we did not have a single restaurant close in the downtown area throughout COVID. All of them hung in there. 
And I really believe that that is due to the fact that uh, our community really rallied around those local restaurants. Our organizations and the big four organizations, the city, the organization, everybody stepped in to promote and do what we could to get the message out that the restaurants were surviving and what they were offering and all through indoor dining, outdoor dining, limited dining, all of that. So as things changed, we just got the word out as much as we could. So our restaurants were really survived and hung in there. Obviously, it's going to take some time to get back to pre-pandemic levels, but as far as their ability to survive, um, we had a few businesses close, but many of those were sort of like long time coming or sort of um, sped up the process for some people that wanted to retire, you know, earlier, maybe a couple of years earlier than expected, for example. So the biggest move we had was Amphlet's flooring and blinds, like home decor, right? They had the lease on their historic building since 1965. So it was it was time for, for Steve to retire. So he decided to go ahead and, and close the store after, you know, decades. The silver lining there is that one of our main retailers, our boutiques, called Rise and Redemption, she is going to be moving into the space. And what they have done is completely renovated the building. And she'll be moving from her 600 square foot boutique to her 3,400 square foot boutique. So that's really exciting. So she's going to create a destination for not only her brand, but also other local creators. So that spot on the corner of Dobbins and Main is going to have some really great energy and synergy going on. She's got a possible mural planned for the side of the building. So there's a lot of really great stuff. So we would encourage everybody to come take a look once they're open. So what the pandemic has really done is kind of moved a few things around like that. It forced people to kind of take stock and make some moves. So it's actually been kind of an exciting time. Uh, so a lot of spaces have been redeveloped and vacant lots have sold. And so there's just a lot going on, which is exciting. That is exciting at a time when you would think the opposite would be happening. You know, as you mentioned, we didn't lose any any businesses really downtown, which is just, you know, such a testament to the work that you've done and, and this vibrancy and this um, strength that you've been able to build. And, you know, tell me a little bit about the restaurants, because obviously I, I loathe the word at this point, but have had to pivot their business operations and the way they do operations and, and service their clients. That's had to change so drastically. You know, do you see the outdoor dining, the alcohol to go, those kind of things? It looks like our government has looked at keeping those in place long term. Have your restaurants felt that that's a good thing? Are they happy about that? I know I love the alfresco dining, so I could not be more thrilled. You know, I think it's really funny. Um, when I took on this position a few years ago, we didn't have so much as an outdoor seating cafe ordinance, right? It just was not even allowed in downtown. And that was obviously shocking to me because we have such great weather for, you know, a good portion of the year. And uh, people really do enjoy being outside and seeing that street vitality. So the pandemic, this is another example where the pandemic really kind of came in and busted the doors open because what ended up happening was, the city put a pilot program in place for alfresco dining back in, I believe it was 2019. But then the pandemic really kicked the doors open and forced everybody to look at their adjacent sidewalks and understand the ADA rules and how they could expand their dining areas by quite a bit and how much more money they could make potentially 
by expanding that dining area. So now that we've survived COVID, at least through the winter, which was the toughest months for our, our restaurants, now I feel like we have this opportunity to keep this vitality going. The city is looking at putting in some parklets that are permanent that would be potentially utilized by the restaurants in those areas. So that will create a more permanent sense of street vitality and some outdoor areas that these restaurants could really utilize and profit from. And also uh, it will create a more vibrant downtown. So we're excited to see all of that stick around. It's been great to see the change and we're excited to see how we can evolve that into a more permanent basis. That's so great. I just, uh, I love the new opportunities actually that COVID has provided. And, you know, I think that there will be some resiliency to our businesses. You know, we've survived this last 15 months and for them to have not only survived, but thrived for many of them is really a testament to, to their, the businesses that we have in town. And, you know, I, I think, again, it just builds some beautiful resiliency that hopefully will, you know, keep them in our communities and growing and thriving for many years. Brooke, you mentioned earlier about events, that that was really the core of what the Downtown Business Improvement District does. Now that events are allowed again, what does that look like for you? What are you bringing back? Um, we're all desperate to get together and be able to celebrate together and attend events. So what do you have on the docket? We're an organization that plans and executes over 35 events a year. So with a year of virtually nothing except for our farmer's market, which held really strong through the COVID era, we're involved with the city on Creek Walk concert series. Their big return is July 9th. It runs every Friday night through July and August. And it's it's a fun night. Those events are capped to about 2,000 people per night following all precautions. But it's wonderful that the city Parks and Rec and our, our city council members and mayor have really stepped in to launch this series so quickly after the reopening of the state. So that's going to kick off the season. Then in, the, in September, I just found out that we will have the Gruber Family Band returning to our Oktoberfest, which is September 25th. And so if you haven't been to our Oktoberfest, it keeps growing every year in Vacaville. People come from all over the Bay Area to come to this event. And in the last few years, we really kind of leaned into that organic growth and we decided to close the street and bring in vendors and some German games. And there's people dressed in dirndls and all kinds of um, attire from Germany. They sell pretzels. It's really in cooperation with our German bakery, Pure Grain Bakery. We sell steins. It's a super fun day. So, And it's usually beautiful weather because it's at the end of September. So we encourage everybody to come down. It's a free event right in the middle of, of downtown. The German Beer Garden is located in Town Square. So we totally transform it into a little slice of Germany. And it's amazing. There's so many people that live around here that were born in Germany and were maybe, you know, stationed at the air base or came here via, via Travis. It's really amazing to see them come together and kind of like share all their stories and all their culture. And so that's uh, September 25th in the downtown area. In addition to that, we'll be celebrating Arts Week. There's a series of events planned for that. We're planning a art and wine stroll. And we're also looking at doing some noontime performances in the town square from different arts groups. There'll be a movie in the park. There'll be lots of fun things. So that's really the second and third week of September. And then our farmer's market rolls on. It's been rolling on since May 
and so it will roll till October 30th. And every week at the farmer's market, it's been growing. This past week, we had 35 vendors. So it's a, it's a really nice, robust market. It's in our Creekwalk Plaza. It's a really nice, shady area. I encourage everybody to come on down. If you're here in Vacaville for the weekend, come on down Saturday morning and check out the farmer's market. Why don't you tell us a little more about Merriman on Main? What exactly is that event? And also, actually, the Creekwalk Concert Series. Can you tell us a little more about what are involved in both of those? Right. So the Creekwalk Concert Series has been happening for over 20 years, and it is a summer concert series. This year, it's only eight weeks long, but uh, in past years, it's been longer. But it basically features a local band or a regional popular band. It is very low cost. This year, it's actually free. So it's free to get in. And in addition to the band, you'll also find food vendors. We sell beer and wine. And it's just a really nice evening to kind of bring bring out your family. And it's, it's family friendly. You can bring the kids. You can put out a picnic blanket in the park on the grass. Enjoy, enjoy your night. And it runs usually from 630 to 9 on Friday nights. And that's at Andrews Park. That's so great that we're able to bring that back this year. Well, Brooke, that is all so exciting. I'm so excited to hear about how well your businesses are are doing, how they're thriving after such a challenging year. The fact that so many new businesses are opening in downtown Vacaville, again, during a time when we wouldn't really expect that this would be such a, a hot time for downtown Vacaville to be, to be growing the way it is. But again, there's just there's so much exciting development happening. We're so thrilled to be partners with the Downtown Business Improvement District. I think we're very lucky to have this very tight group of the Chamber of Commerce, the Downtown Economic Development and Visit Vacaville that works so closely together. And you definitely put on the the greatest events that Visit Vacaville gets to promote, not only to our residents, but visitors as well. So we're so thankful for your partnership and for being a guest today. Thank you so much for, for being our second guest on our new podcast, and we appreciate uh, you taking the time. Thank you so much, Brooke. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Destination Vacaville from Visit Vacaville, the city's official destination marketing organization. For more information on the people and places covered in today's episode and ideas for trip planning, head to visitvacaville.com. Music by Kurt Gellerstad. And thank you to Flores Podcast Consulting for their work on this and every episode of Destination Vacaville.